0: Thanks for staying after class. This is the Better Fight Cast Extra Credit, where the MMA historians separate the weak from the strong and hammer away on a topic or two they may have missed on the Better Fight Cast. Joe Neubauer is at the MMA Historian, Sean Neubauer at MMA underscore Insomniac, Gabrielle Shirley at Gabby underscore T, and I'm Matt Krogramo at Matthew J. Better. Well, Historian, what's left to be dissected? Uh, There's a couple
1: things we missed. I'm now calmed down from the first one. I took oh, a yeah. shot. I feel a little better. Peace. Uh, I think I'm away from all the bad things in MMA this week, and I'm gonna try to get to more a little you bit more positive notes mm-hmm. of what I've seen. Taste the tranquility. Um, the I air. guess the first one I'm gonna start with like commissions and regulations. Um, first, I'll start with absolute Combat Bracut, as they put on their show this weekend. There was a fight. I can't even really pronounce those names, and the oh, names yeah. really aren't that important. But they have like a no draw rule. Where one of their fights went to a draw, and three fights later was announced, it got changed to one of the participants being the winner by split decision because they have a no draw rule. You can't have a draw if you're fighting for how that work? Combat with commission?
0: So here's what a bercoot is, by the way. The first Wikipedia definition is a golden eagle, a bird or a bird of prey. And then the second is Berkut, a special police force, the former, the former special units of the Ukrainian police and current units of the Russian Crimean police. So that's a pretty badass name for yeah. a fighting organization. I and like was it. Was the Russian dude you were talking about earlier in this brand, or mm-hmm. was it... Sweet! And he he wasn't also the officer, was he? No. Okay, that was something no. else. That would have been. That'd that be. Been weird. <laughs> that'd be too. And we've also got uh, the S twenty five Brachuta, Russian service to air missile system into NATO as the SA one Guild. There's also a Russian experimental supersonic jet fighter and several other military mm-hmm. things. Those are all probably from the first two. though. Well, from what I gather, that's from what lost. I read, that's it was very cool
1: confusing. But they don't. They don't want ever want to draw. You know, somebody has to win. Is that's awesome. Does that work? Do they have a commission? They do have a commission, but this is in Russia. They give them and each a staple gun. Events,
0: for a sudden death.
1: <laughs> but uh, supposedly one of the judges came in late. Depending
0: on which part of Russia He was a last minute is, replacement as a judge.
1: And they had to go over with him and tell him that, you know, we can't do this. So they had to change it. And the officials and whatever, and, you know, you can't have a draw. So an absolute combat recruit, there is a no draw rule. I found that very, very interesting. Where the guys went to the back for three fights and thought it was a draw. And then three fights later, one of the guys won. And the other guy probably committed suicide somewhere. So I don't know.
0: Kind so they had, did they so wait, you're not saying they had to fight again, did you? No, it just got changed. The judge so picked the, one of so them. So they just oh okay. So they just uh, they just analyze what happened. Yeah, pretty so much. were they they like you have one. to pick a winner. They pick one. Okay. Yeah,
1: very very confusing. But yeah, mm. they have a no draw rule. Man, so with two draws in the UFC lately, you know, it's, yeah, it's different. Um, How about this one, Insomniac? Tell me how much you like this. For How goofy the California State Athletic Commission usually is. This one, I think they hit a home run. The California State Athletic Commission will now fine a fighter 20% of their win bonus if they miss weight and win the fight. So pretty much in recent terms, in recent history, a big one that sticks out in mind was the It was the Will Brooks versus Alex Oliveira fight, where Alex Oliveira came in five pounds overweight. And then by fight night, Alex Oliveira looked completely a weight class over (coughs) Will Mm -hmm. Brooks and defeated him. So in that particular fight, he got fined 20%, Alex Oliveira did, which 10% goes to the commission, and the other 10% goes to the fighter. Mm -hmm. But since Alex Oliveira won that fight, now not only will he be fined that original 20%, but he will be fined an additional 20% from his win bonus, which will all go to the fighter. So Will Brooks, even though he came up in a losing effort against Alex Oliveira, would have received 30% of Alex Oliveira's fight purse. Hmm. So if Alex Oliveira had 50000 to show and 50000 to win, he got paid $100,000, Will Brooks would get a $30,000 check on top of that. I think it's absolutely fair. I think it's right. I think it's not even harsh enough. But it's a step in the right direction. And I like it. What do you think, Insomniac? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it works with me. Um, I mean, you, oh, you've you been saying there should be harsher penalties for weight-miss, right? Yeah. Um, it's only for California, though. So it's only one state it's, that it's matters. It's one state. It's a start. Yeah. start, um not let him get win bonuses because sometimes. After what happened in especially, Vegas last weekend I, I, I would expect Vegas to start doing something soon especially when Will Brooks loses a fight when the opponent comes in 7 or 8 pounds overweight which was Alec, cowboy Alex Oliveira yeah he shouldn't have gotten a win bonus Oliveira he should have just only gotten show money because mm-hmm. and, and got fined because you, it's very unprofessional and it's not yeah, fair it's not So I'm, I'm okay with that I actually kind of like it and if all the other commissions were to follow suit I'd be down okay well, there's some positive news. And then here's the other thing I found interesting. Now, and I'm not 100% sure on what the Ali Act exactly is yet. I mean to do research in the very short-term future to find out exactly what this means. But reports indicate that the UFC last year in 2016 spent $420,000 lobbying against the Ali Act. So whatever it is, the UFC don't like it. It must not be good.
0: Well, of course. The Ali Act, I don't remember the particulars. We looked it up way back. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that that it came kinda up It was kind of confusing. Again. I didn't know that came up again.
1: Well, Connor brought it up recently. Interesting. Because he wanted to fight Mayweather, so he brought up the Ali Act.
0: Because it applies to boxing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Something to do with protecting the fighters, and if it's going to ensure them more money, it's going to take money out of the you know, overarching organization's hands, so of course they're going to fight it. Of course... <laughs> Of course, of course, of course. I mean, it's business. That's what what they got to do. So the Muhammad Ali Boxing Reform Act, also known as the Ali Act, protects the rights and welfare of boxers, aids state boxing commissions with oversight of boxing, and increased sportsmanship and integrity within the boxing industry.
1: So trying to make it a fair playing field. Yes. Is that pretty much what it's saying?
0: That's what it looks like.
1: So the UFC can't blackball fighters from doing other things is pretty much what it sounds like. I
0: don't know. (laughs) I didn't know what any of that meant when I
1: read it. Regardless, I still don't have a full definition, but we're getting there. Anyway, whatever it is, the UFC
0: obviously does not want it to go through. They want if to keep it comes it out. up again, we'll look it up for next week because I I remember reading it and understanding mm. it, but there's that's like almost a it's, half there's million. like seven or I think there's like a bunch of different points to it, and it, it got a little murky near yeah. the bottom too. So it's got to not be it. good if
1: they're willing to spend almost a half a million dollars on it. That's that's good money. All right. Well, the other thing we didn't get to talk about was a lot about Bellator. Bellator's in the news this week again. First, you know, the signing of Lorenz Larkin. And they keep saying it's inevitable that Ryan Bader's coming over. I mean, those would be two fantastic signings for that organization. Two currently ranked guys. You know, two of the best fighters in the world. It's always a good thing when you sign the best fighters in the world. But then they, Bellator, going to do Bellator. As Matt Hughes said, he is interested in any return. The 43-year-old Hall of Famer said he has had preliminary talks with Bellator about a return to the cage, and it was leaked that that possible opponent, could be Royce Gracie. For who? Matt Hughes. At Bellator? Yeah. Oh, God. I don't know if it's because Matt Hughes isn't getting that UFC check anymore since WME bought the company. Dana, That was one of the guys Dana paid religiously just because he's Matt Hughes. But Maybe I should change my week. He's bored. Good God. And he's talking about coming back to beat somebody up. And at 43 years of age, he said he's already had preliminary talks with Bellator because I don't see the UFC letting him do it. As Hughes did not look good in his last fight. That is terrible if that happens, but this is all hearsay for now. So I'm not going to get on too hard. But the other big news is, guilty by association, but Bellator has just signed one of the main training partners of Conor McGregor, Dylan Danis, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu phenom. 23 years old or 24 he, i know he's very young he's 0 in mma but this is actually in my eyes a fantastic danis? signing dylan danis Danis. this is an absolutely fantastic signing by bellator this guy is Danish. a jiu-jitsu ace he is a champion world-class competitor in the jiu-jitsu world
0: does he have a nickname not yet gotta be Danis. I mean, he hasn't even had a fight it yet not be?
1: I mean, he's had probably thousands. I want to call him thousands,
0: Danish. And you can, you can work that in some kind of
1: fighting metaphor. I don't know. Like wraps well, him he's called like McGregor's a boy. And you know Danish. why he probably got a good paycheck by Bellator? Because he is McGregor's boy. Mm. Just being associated with McGregor nowadays is getting you big fights or big opportunities. His head coach, uh, John Cavanaugh, is a number one seller because he wrote a book, sold the most books, whatever. He was number mm. one. Uh, you have Artem Labov getting a main event on a UFC fight night with a 13-12 and 12 record against Cub Swanson. Now, nobody can tell me otherwise that Artem Labov got that main event off of his skill because he had one decent fight with Teruto Ishida. No, he got that main event because he's the main training partner of Conor McGregor. That's why. It's the only reason he got it. And Dylan Danis is going to be the same thing. He's going to get very popular because he's part of Conor McGregor's posse. And I can see Bellator. That, that is an excellent signing for them. That is a very, very What's good his signing. Record? Zero and zero.
0: He's going to come <laughs> in and make his career <laughs> deal. Okay. But, his, his, but his, his, alley, his alley record's like 37 and
1: 4, though. But to give him credit, he is a world Brazilian Jiu Jitsu champion. God, that's cool. I mean, this Gigantic is great. This is great to get him layers. on his ground up. This is a guy they could really promote and build, like, like they have with a lot, like with their Fab Five, with all these wrestlers. I mean, it's really weird with Bellator because they got Lorenz Larkin and Possibly Bader. These are guys that are right right now, you know. But it's weird because other than that, Bellator is signing these diamonds in the rough. That have like one and zero or zero zero records or two and zero records to potentially be something, or they're signing when they're like Matt Hughes at forty three. It's really really weird with Bellator. That's why I can't really get a grasp of them and really get behind them. But they are still making some good signings, regardless of how you want to look at it. But we'll see what happens there. I think Dylan Danis is going to be a big name in the game of MMA soon. And then the other thing with Bellator is, man, they've really had a bad string lately as far as fighters pulling out of fights, injuries, weight mishaps, whatever, as Darian Caldwell is now out of his main event against Eduardo Dantas. But it's okay, because as I touted, LFA champion, as he just won the belt, he's pretty much the LFA and RFA champion is stepping up in Darian Caldwell's place as he will fight Eduardo Dantas for the 135 pound strap. Now this is pretty much like LFA and RFA, this is, you know, against Bellator, and this is like champion versus champion to me. Now, I know this fight's not going to gain any steam. Nobody's going to be talking about it. Nobody even knows who these guys are. Darian Col- I mean, Eduardo Dantes, Dantes is their 135 pound champ, and nobody knows who he is. But to me, as a purist, this is a really good fight. This is the fights Bellator should be promoting. This is the fights they should be pushing. This will probably be a good fight to watch, also. I'm actually excited for it. And good for them on getting a great replacement for you know on last minute because that's what this sport is all about. Even watching the UFC over the years, this is all about rolling with the punches and getting mm-hmm. good replacements for fights to fall off. It really is. This is an opportunistic sport, not not something you can plan out for in the future. Mm-hmm. So seize the day. Definitely yeah, the good for them. I'm excited. We'll see what happens. I'm definitely rooting for Leandro Hero. <laughs> But on to the fights this weekend. Now, there's two of them that caught my eye that I'll be watching as I have a very busy weekend with work and everything else. I can't watch as many as I want. But the two I'm going to be watching is going to start with the WSOF. Yeah. They come on Saturday night. Now, I know WSOF has lost a lot of parts, but their main they have three title fights. I don't even know who is fighting for the 135. I don't even know who those guys are, so I really can't comment on them. But I do know who's in the co-main event and the main event, and they are decent fights. I'll at least give them a try. Lance Palmer at 11-2 is fighting Andre Harrison at 15-0 for the 145-pound strap. And then Blagoy even uh, 14-1, is taking on UFC vet Sean Jordan, who just two fights ago knocked out the Black Beast with a 19-7 record. That's a good fight. Both of those fights are really good. I don't care what you say. They, they, They are good MMA fights. And I will watch them. I mean, this really is the best WSF OF can do since all their talent is pretty much leaving. All their champions left. Yeah, I mean they have just one guy left. UFC signed David Branch, and that alone got rid of two champ two their middleweight and yeah. light heavyweight belt. So they're up for grabs. And of course, already Marlon Moraes, as he hasn't officially signed anywhere yet, but Marlon Marayas title is up for grabs in the 135 pound strap between like Valiov and Freelov. I don't even know who these guys are. Magomedov and Freelov. I don't know. I don't know. But WSOF should be a little interesting. I'll at least catch it out. But on to the fight pass card. A lot of people were saying in the beginning that this fight wasn't that great because they weren't that very you know excited about the main event. But I like this main event in London. Uh, from top to bottom, this is a good card. This is right on par with what a fight night should look like. I like this card a lot. Oh, and guess what? This is on Fight Pass. Did you know that, that, that subscription was still around? I didn't. They found, This is their first event they have had in a long time on Fight Pass. I think since Albany. When it was Black Beast versus Shamil Abracadabra. But Jack Slack reported, and I'm actually surprised by this. Tell me what you think, Insomniac. But Fight Pass is being reported as having 450,000 subscribers. Is that higher or lower than you thought? Higher. That's higher actually not me bad. Too. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. It just shows me how much they could really build on that network. I think they eventually will. I genuinely think if they put even events like Cormier versus Johnson
0: uh, on Fight not, Pass, they lose on, money fight pass mm-hmm.
1: on a consistent basis. But they'd lose money. How would they lose money? Well, do the math. Even if they only there do, do two, 200, 200, 200. Yeah, you don't get paid. They, they don't only, have Even enough. if you only do
0: cr- you know, crunched here and there, like they wouldn't. They don't have the bodies. They don't have the quality. No, $450,000, on
1: that's only by $10. You do only 200000 or 250000 on pay-per-view, it's a $60 pay-per-view. Well, I would think if they had more bigger fights like the Johnson versus Cormier card, which is probably not going to do very well I'm not going to disagree If their window was to ever drop to so small that they're only doing 200000 250000 like most pay-per-views, but I'm sorry. UFC has those mega events. They make too much money on I'm not saying any them. mega events. I'm not saying them. Like You can still keep May on pay-per-view. You, know, you can still keep a lot of these other baits, but I'm just going to use that Brooklyn card. I'm going to use Johnson versus Cormier you know, as far as lately because the Woodley versus Thompson card was, was golden for pay-per-view until the co-main event fell off the day before. But if every other pay-per-view was Fight Pass instead, I'm waiting to see. Fight Pass has like nothing right now. Their card is Jimmy Manuel versus Corey Anderson. As, as I think that's a fantastic fight, but it doesn't draw any eyeballs. If they actually had consistently big fights on Fight Pass don't you think that number could grow large I agree but I mean it could at least quadruple 450,000 I mean if a lot of these fight cards are averaging whatever they get in there I just think I it. just think because of the fact that if they have 450 of what they got now that's a huge success now even if they throw more things they might not get much more and then you're taking a big chance. I think they'll get more if they got 450 now and they don't have anything on there I, I tell you what I think this is this is a. They'd have to find a way to really him. start promoting. Really it do. and Getting it out there. I think I think and and I'll say this first because I think what WWE Network has done, and of course they're the ones I have to compete with for UFC, because this is a similar product. I think what WWE has done is a gold mine. I think it's been a golden opportunity. But I genuinely believe the UFC could smash WWE Network if they put on bigger fights on their network. I genuinely do. I, I think they'll easily that. get to that one, two, three million. Range. I knew that, because you might have WrestleMania, but... Only because of what UFC still does on pay-per-view for the big show. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. I think the really big shows still go to pay-per-view, like two, like you know, like, like especially Conor, especially you know when Rousey caliber fights, GSP, all those. But I really think a lot of these smaller shows, like the Cormier versus Johnson, should be pushed to fight pass and really promote that thing heavy. Because I think in the long run, you'll make more money from that than what they do on pay-per-view for that per se event. That's just my opinion. But 450,000, I got way off topic. 450,000 subscribers for Fight Pass. I thought they only had like 100,000. So I was really shocked to hear that. If this is the right number. This is what Jack Slack said. So I don't know. Who knows? But anyway, Jimmy Manuel and Corey Anderson in the main event. What's your thoughts? You like the fight? I do. I think I think people are... I mean, some people were complaining about it. That's not a bad fight, I man. light heavyweight, there's not many... Mm. I mean, look, it's Shogun Gian Vellante. It was kind of a joke to me. This fight is actually two younger guys. Well, Jimmy Manon was not very young, but this is actually two possible contenders fighting. Um, there's not many at light heavyweight that I could say that about. Corey Anderson still can be on the rise. He's a guy that could turn it around any day now. He's been fighting the UFC for a while, and he's got, he's got a good skill set. Jimmy Manuel, a knockout specialist. I think we've seen Jimmy Manuel's ceiling. I think he's a knockout specialist, and that's what he is. Um... I don't ever think he'll actually contend for a title. I could be wrong. I just don't see it. At 36, 37 years old, I, I'm just not seeing it. But Corey Anderson's a guy that I really like in the UFC's light heavyweight division, and I'm hoping this is the fight that he really brings it out because he's got a full skill set. He's been caught a few times. He's lost a few here and there, but if he really lost puts... to Shogun. Yeah, but that, was, that, that fight was terrible. That was it, right? Uh, I think he has another loss, too. All I don't right. know. But um, I think he can really do damage in that light heavyweight division. I don't think this is a bad main event by any means. I think it's going to be a good fight. And I, I don't know why people would even knock it because I think it's going to deliver. I mean, I agree with you 100% because I think people give too much. And it's a fight pass main event. I think people crap on that light heavyweight division way too much. I really genuinely do. I think it's better than people think, than they give it credit for. I think Jimmy Manuel his only two losses are to Alexander Gustafsson, and anthony johnson other than that he's beat everybody else he's been in there with i mean this guy is a true knockout artist i love me some jimmy manua and i think he's one step away again from hitting that upper echelon i just think people always forgetting that 205 pound division to crack that top four with gustafson cormier rumble johnson and of course when he comes back the pound for pound king john jones i mean that division that top four is so good it's argu- arguably no doubt, the best top four in any division. Pick one that's better. It really does have the best. Mm. And I, I think people just don't give it enough credit. Well, if you have the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world, possibly ever, in the division, how can it be bad? But, I mean, he, hasn't Jones, like, but he hasn't fought I agree like... with that, but he's still considered the best fighter ever in John Jones, and he's coming back. It's It's almost over. He should be back. So I'm very interested to see it. I think this is a great division. This division, this is definitely a title eliminator fight. <coughs> I like it a lot. We'll see what happens. It should be a fun fight, too. Very fun fight. The co main event, which a lot of people are liking better than the main event Gunnar Nelson versus Alan Jubon. At first, I thought mismatch, but Alan no. Jubon's been coming out to throw me. He's been a tough, gritty guy. I still think Gunnar Nelson gets the win over him, but I love this fight. It should be very entertaining and very fun to watch. And then, of course, before that co-main event comes on, you know, they're giving Pickett that treatment that he just gave, You know, he did for Uriah Faber. Uriah Faber got that big goodbye party in Sacramento, California. UFC's doing the same thing for this guy. This is actually a true legend of the division. Uh, he's definitely a pioneer in London uh he's this is his goodbye fight against last minute replacement marlon vera i say good for brad pickett uh, i think people just of this generation aren't going to really understand what this guy's done because he was there in the lighter division before it was cool you know he's the last guy i think he was the last guy no wasn't the last guy to beat him but he was one of the only few people to ever beat demetrius johnson he beat him in the wec people don't really realize those type of things um I say good for him. He deserves it. He's a very nice guy. He's already got a gym started. He said he's going to you know continue fighting throughout his fighters that he coaches and trains. I say good for him. I'm very excited to see him go out on top. And then one of my favorite fights of the night, a true up-and-coming veteran, fo- I mean, not veteran, uh, true up-and-coming you know, guys on the rise meeting at the right time. I mean, these two guys are super young. And Arnold Allen versus Maquan Amir Khani, this is truly a sleeper fight on this card. Of course, Makwana Mirkani now trains with SBG with Connor and them. This guy, I don't like what he's saying this week. He's getting a little too cocky. Said he's not going to fight for the UFC again unless they go to Finland because he's named Mr. Finland. I'll tell you, man, this SBG camp, I, I I'll keep saying it, their heads, I don't I, it might get too big. It might just get too big. But regardless, this is an excellent fight. I can't wait to watch it on Saturday. Go for them. Uh, my fighter to watch. I did it last week. I did it with Kevin Lee. This week, my fighter to watch is hands down Joseph Duffy against Reza Madati. And I'm not picking Joseph Duffy because I think this is a slam dunk win for him. I'm watching it because this is his last fight on the contract. This is the last guy, other than Nate Diaz, to beat Conor at lightweight. Submitted him. He's from Ireland. He comes from the same city as Conor McGregor. If, the, if he wins this fight, which... The UFC can be assassins sometimes. Mm. Because Reza Madotti is one of those guys, it's quietly, like they're sending him in to assassinate Joe Duffy. Mm. He's not a guy that's known. So if Joseph Duffy wins, it's going to be like, so what, he beat Reza Madotti? But Reza Madotti's style could... Possibly go up. I've seen Razor Madotti. He beat somebody tough one time. Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson, yeah. But this guy could quietly go in there stylistically and beat Joseph Duffy, which makes this a very intriguing matchup. This is one of those dangerous stylistic matchups for Duffy. Um, I still think Duffy's somehow going to get it done because he has so much to lose if he doesn't. But Joseph Duffy is my fighter to watch because as he hits free agency, this is one of those guys that could really hurt UFC, in my opinion, especially Bellator. If I was Bellator, as soon as this guy hits the free agency, especially if he wins this fight, I would be all hands on deck trying to get this guy. Mm-hmm. A, because you need a big comp- competitor I to want come to see in and fight Michael Duffy, Chandler. Everybody's
0: going to tell, say Tatum is the guy who beat Connor.
1: Yes, exactly. And, and the promotional standpoint, this is the guy to last beat Connor at lightweight. Mm-hmm. You know how big of a promotional standpoint that is. And not only that, Bellator has been going to Northern Ireland about three times so far. Hmm. They've been working with the Bama promotion. They're already on their third trip to Ireland. They're really heavily going over there. Joseph Duffy will be a slam dunk home run for Bellator to sign. And he's so promotional because of the win. Like I said, if you're associated with Connor, you're going to do big business. And this is a guy who outside the organization, you can easily promote him the last guy to beat conor mcgregor period and he can fight your champ michael chandler which is a fantastic fight by the way he needs competition so for those reasons alone joseph duffy this week is my fighter to watch and then of course the two sleeper fights on the undercard that nobody gave any love but i will i love rise and prospect mark diakisi against timu pakalan that should be a very fun fight mark diakisi of course the london hometown favorite we'll see what happens there Very, very young. And both of these guys in the welterweight division on a serious win streak, (coughs) Leon Edwards against Vincente Luque. That's a very good fight. I like Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards is on a two-fight win streak, finished Mm. his last opponent, and of course Vincente Luque is on a three-fight win streak, finished all three. Mm. This fight is seriously under the radar. Nobody's picked up on it. That's seven fights I I announced that I just can't wait to watch. This is a fantastic card. I'm excited for Saturday. This is one of those sleeper cards I'm like, This is why you got to keep having fights. And because of that, we'll move on.
0: It is time. This is where we separate the weak from the strong. The strong and the weak! Are we going to start with you as usual, Insomniac?
1: Yes, we will start with the Insomniac. Let me address my knuckleheads real quick. Start my week. They're going to hashtag it, Maymac. I'm done. It's enough.
0: Get the dog Talked about two weeks ago. Guys trying down. to go to
1: boxing. It's it's stupid. It's yeah. It should be hashtag stupidity. Yeah. It's just like dumb. It's actually going to happen. Dana White was on Conan O'Brien. Talking about fist fighting Tito Ortiz and Maymac. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I was upset. It's I gross. died a little inside. It's gross, okay. I didn't like it. It's foul. Um... This is least, where the sport has become. I Remember when Dana White fight. would just talk to Errol on MMA fighting? Now he's on Conan saying Mayweather McGregor is gonna happen. Cool. Not a fan. Um, yeah, give me the Diaz <laughs> I'm hoping for, I oh, for UFC's sake it happens under their banner some way somehow. I don't see how the how the I mean, UFC. they're gonna get a portion. Yeah, I don't see how the UFC lets that happen and they don't make some kind of dollar off of it. They will. That's they their to. fighter. Okay. Mm-hmm. But man, but he still did say, still a lot of hurdles. <laughs> Still a lot of hurdles. I'm hoping it does happen June 10th. Get this thing done and over with. And that's the best shot McGregor McGregor has of winning. Because the more this gets played out, how's he going to win? He ain't going to beat Mayweather in a boxing match. This is literally one of the greatest of all time boxers. And you're going to go with a 0-0 record in boxing and go box a boxing legend. Huh. Yeah, I don't think that would go too well for him. I think Max Kellerman took it easy on him. Ten rounds. Huh? What are their weights? Their weight would be around the same. Okay. They can. I think Conor McGregor is naturally a taller and bigger dude, mm. but their weight, they could easily work that out. Actually, I don't know. McGregor can get down to 145. McGregor's, I mean, Mayweather has fought that high, but McGregor's going to have to cut some weight. Because McGregor, Mayweather went up to fight Canelo. Mayweather's late, I mean, McGregor's lately been playing a dangerous game of let's jump every weight possible. And I always say when people jump that many weights, Mm. it's not healthy for your body. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, but I don't know how that's going to play out. But it's looking like if Dana White's saying it, it's looking like it's actually going to happen. And I I will agree, it will probably be the biggest, it's going to rival Pacquiao Mayweather. It's gonna be pretty big. It's gonna be a big deal. We I think might, it'll beat it. It'll, it'll, too. It'll, yeah. It's gonna be weird, but it's gonna beat it. The, the promotion for to them too. The the, it's and gonna the bring promotion.
0: in non-boxing and knock and non-MMA. It's fans. gonna have just. Everybody's it's just gonna, gonna be. Gonna it's it. gonna be a pop
1: culture Everybody's event. It's. It's. It. It. Oh man! It's like pro wrestling. It's like Lawrence Taylor versus Bam Bam Bigelow. It's like Floyd Mayweather versus Big Show. Oh, Disgusting. I I, I agree with you. The sooner it happens, the better. If it's going to happen, let's get this nightmare over with. Let's just get this done and over with. with. Let's mm. Let's get it done. And then we can focus back on MMA on this podcast. I think the only other problem with the week of that is being that I think this opens up so many other doors there's and a couple problems other and headaches ones that are
0: already lined up, aren't there? For
1: the UFC in the future.
0: There's a couple other boxing If you let Connor go do this servers.
1: Now all your top stars are going to eventually go do this. There's this two other there's two of other like days. call
0: outs that are kind of storylines that are already started, right? Um
1: uh, not really. Just just a couple other MMA fighters like Joseado and Nate Diaz saying, Oh, we'll go box too. Oh. Right. well and you know what? And they have that right now. Now they have that right. You let Connor do it. You got to be fair across the board. The UFC is opening this floodgate now. You're going to have to get in the bed with it. You better get used to it. What's next? Hashtag Canelo Diaz. I mean, what's going to what's going to happen here? Triple G versus Aldo? <laughs> what's, what it's is gonna this? It's going to be #NoMasMMA. That's what's going to happen. I, 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 I a said a couple weeks ago, and I think I now in the head. Why would when MMA finally takes over the popularity of boxing? Why would the MMA fighters want to go box? I don't get it either. I, I hate it. I hate everything. You know what? I want to hear your strongs. I, 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 My blood was boiling in the first podcast. If you guys listen to it, I just don't think I can live this again. I, I don't think I can get back down to You know, I had a strong, and I still do. I was actually going to give a shout out to Bella Hoop. Like, I was actually going to be like, oh, they signed Lorenz Larkin. That welterweight division is actually kind of interesting. I think the UFCs is still just as interesting. but. Well, the only think... problem with the UFCs' welterweight division compared to Bellator's is the UFC does have the better fighters still. Yeah. The only problem is, they won't fight. Nick Diaz won't fight. Okay. If they could get but Nick they Diaz still, back they still in have there, Maya. They still have... Well, okay, and then still, there's another one, Carlos Condit. He's, like, retired. I don't know what's going on I'm not on with worried him. about a Carlos Condit, though. I am. I love I'm missing not. Carlos Condit. But they know. still have... I mean, uh, Woodley's still your champ. They can have Maya or whoever fight. Him. Yeah, they Woodley, still have a good walk away division. I'm not going gonna... to... I'm not about to take that from them, but I do like the sign of Lorenz Larkin because if there's one division that's actually decent belt or because they got the MVP, they have Paul Daly, they have Rory McDonald, they have a decent nucleus. Diego there. Where, Lima, they have. Uh, I'm not gonna go that ben far. Ben Henderson, if they want it. Uh, I'm not gonna go that far either, but they have a decent young crop of fighters to make some interesting fights. Now, what they do with it is a different story. But signing someone like Lorenz Larkin, who could potentially be their champ or fight for the belt, that's actually interesting to me. Hem versus Rory will would be two top ten fighters in the UFC currently fighting. Hem versus MVP. MVP's and I, until I see MVP, MVP's got to fight somebody real first. I mean, they keep giving him. You know, he's had five or six fights you know, in Bellator, and I can't even name one opponent. It's crazy because they gave him Derek Anderson. I was finally excited. I was like, you know what, Derek Anderson's real. Then I realized, wait a second, Derek Anderson's a lightweight. Yeah. So MVP's just blown up the welterweight going just, against the lightweight. They're they're slow rolling that guy yeah, too much. It's too. Um, it's getting to be too much. But even Lorenz Larkin versus Paul Daly, the striking, you know, output in that fight would be yeah. interesting. But, you know, I, I was gonna give him props. But then I heard they might do Matthews versus Renzo Gracie, and I take my strong weak paper and I rip it up because that's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> is that it? We needed a part two of that fight, because the first one was
0: so close. Anti-strong. I'm done. By
1: the way, to say one thing about the competing rival with the wealth the between UFC and Bellator now, because it is Bellator's getting a pretty good Welterweight division, they have depth. I mean, they really do. They have good depth there. Um, Remember, Warrior McDonald did just beat your current UFC champion not too long ago. Very, very dominating. I mean, he really picked him apart. So that's something to think about. They do have bragging rights over there. But anyway, on to my strong. I'm going to keep it up. My strong this week has to be the opportunities I'm starting to see elsewhere for MMA fighters nowadays. Where all these guys, especially the international stars, I realize that are leaving the UFC, that are disgruntled with their contract, they're finishing their contract out and asking for their release. Kyoji Horiguchi being one of them, the number three ranked flyweight of the world. The UFC wasn't doing anything with him. You know, he got his title shot, but he's not making a lot of money there. He's not doing anything jumping up. He's not getting great opportunities. Where Kyoji Horiguchi now, you know, got released, is now with Rising. He's now not only fighting in his home, you know, country. But he's probably getting paid the same, if not more, money to fight in his home country in a big spotlight main event in front of probably about 30,000 Japanese crazy fans. I think that's very good for him. There's Albert Tumanov, very disgruntled with the UFC. Did not like the contract they offered them all. So he went to the, the promotion we were just talking about, the ACB. He went to, what was that promotion called again? This is starting to drive me absolutely Absolute. Crazy championship Berkut. that's it the burkut you know he went there he signed a contract there and not only is he fighting his hometown of russia but he's getting paid more money uh the same with you know lorenz larkin's a little different but eric perez who got released he signed with that mexican organization he's fighting in his hometown combat america and for more money I think this is absolutely great for fighters Nikita Krylov asked for his release got it and he's fighting for EFN in Russia it's another guy is going to be able to it's
0: great for the exactly. overall sport it's the competition that breeds and I think it's very good the for top. them you know for, for for everything
1: and I think it's very good for them because they don't have to travel mm. they don't have to go through all that wear and tear to get into you know to go fight for some undercard on a fight night that nobody's watching UFC can't get lazy Yes, and the UFC the has good. gotten lazy you keep
0: it good. as
1: far as stuff like that. You like Where it used equality. to be, going to the UFC, you were fighting for the big show. But now they have so many shows, a lot of these international talents, especially, are getting stuffed on undercards, and it's like their fight isn't even of importance. It's like it doesn't even matter. Now these guys are able to fight inside of their home country for big organizations for the same, if not more, money, and I think that's great opportunities for them. Do I like it? No. Me, personally, I hate it because I'm selfish and I'm greedy. Now, when all the best fighters, if they're 30 and up, I want them all fighting for the UFC under the same umbrella so I can watch all the best fight the best in the world. But for the fighters, for their sake, I think it is absolutely outstanding for them and good for them with all these promotions rising up and taking a stance. Now, my week. On to my week. I'm about to get worked up again. My blood pressure is really high this week. My week this week is Rafael Dos Años. And my reason being is Rafael has announced that he doesn't make enough money to fight lightweight anymore. He's the former three-time champion, so he's moving up to the 170-pound division, which I'm okay with. I'm really all for these fighters not cutting so much weight anymore. And he supposedly was cutting so much weight he was passing out during the weigh-in process, whatever, pretty much killing himself to get the 155. Okay, I have no problem with that. So now he's going up to the 170-pound division. And a great fighter in that division, Colby Covington, called him out and said, you know what, I'd love to be your welcoming fight. And RDA's response was, I had to Google you. I don't even know who you are. I will not accept that fight. And that just rubbed me the wrong way. It just really rubbed me the wrong way. And then RDA goes out to call out Nick Diaz, and he called out Robbie Lawler to a fight. So, one, you're calling out a guy who will not fight you because Nick Diaz isn't accepting the fights against anybody, and you're, ex- you're calling out the top of the division. You know what my answer is? Google yourself, because nobody knows who you are. Like, who do you think you are? You're best known for being the guy that pulled out of a fight to Conor McGregor on two weeks before, which gave us the Nate Diaz fight. That's your moment of, you know, of mm-hmm. fame. Nobody knows you. I am so sick and tired of these guys that are veterans or ranked fighters that won't give these other guys a shot like a Colby Covington. Colby Covington is an outstanding fighter. He has been on a tear as of late. Am I wrong, Insomniac? No. Do you, I think Colby Covington probably beats RDA, right, if I had to put my money on it right now? He could. At 170 pounds? Yeah, he could. Uh, well, let me put it to you this way. Colby Covington's first seven fights in the UFC, he's 6-1. and one. RDA's first seven fights in the UFC, he was 4-3. and three. And guys like Clay Guida, who was the veteran at the time, gave RDA the chance. Guys like Tyson Griffin, who was the veteran at the time, gave Rafael Dalsanos the chance. I'm so sick of these guys coming up who are veterans that won't give these kids a shot. I think that is the perfect fight for you to go to 170. You're not making enough to go to lightweight, so you get to be comfortable and eat and go to 170. You're getting paid the same no matter who you fight. Why not take the fight with Colby Covington? It's to promote the rest of the sport. You're not, you're not a shot caller. You're, nobody even knows who you are. You were a very infamous champ. You were a good champ, but you are a very infamous champ. Your most known thing really is pulling out of a fight with Conor McGregor. And your second most thing is everybody wanted Cowboy to beat you so bad on Fox that they didn't remember. It, it was pretty much like Cowboy lost and you didn't win. Like It was pretty much Cowboy beat himself. Nobody Mm -hmm. cared. So the thing is, for these fighters, especially veterans, shut up and fight whoever you're offered. I hope Colby Covington does get the fight and the UFC makes you fight him because he deserves it. Oh, I'm done being worked up this
0: week. RDA, shut up and fight. If not, move on. Thank you, everyone, for getting your extra credit. We appreciate it. Please tell your friends, like, share, retweet us, find the Better Fightcast on SoundCloud. To get every show on our network, follow Better Health and World on SoundCloud or subscribe on Podcast Addict. Check out our flagship program of the same name where we consume and share good food and habits, life, the mind, culture, everything that speaks to maximizing and human experience. Follow the shows at Better Hall, that's at Better H-A-W, and follow Joe at the MMA Historian, Sean at MA underscore Insomniac, Gabby at Gabby underscore T, and me and Matthew J. Better. I love you guys and girls. Peace.